The 2022 Hard Rocker football season is fast approaching. Feel the excitement of game day Saturday in Rapid City with fellow Hard Rocker friends and alumni this fall. Be there for every home game when you purchase football season tickets that begin at just $75. And remember that South Dakota Mines football features the region's premier tailgating fan experience that happens inside the stadium, with season tickets still available for ramps A, B, and C spaces. Hi, this is Tom Rudabush, the voice of the Hard Rockers. Head coach Charlie Floor and the Hard Rockers are coming off a breakthrough winning season and are seeking to contend in the rugged Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference with a home schedule featuring top rivals Black Hill State and Chadron State. Get your Hard Rocker season tickets today at GoRockers.com or call the Hard Rocker ticket office at 605-394-2351. Season tickets are on sale right now for the 2022 season. It's a great day to be a Hard Rocker. Three, two, one. From Rapid City, South Dakota, and the Hard Rocker Podcast Network. Focusing on stories on and off the playing surface. This is the Hard Rocker Huddle. Welcome to the Hard Rocker Huddle. My name is Josh Van Valkenberg-Gernert. Episode 30 today, and our guest today is Austin Stevens, O-line coach here at the South Dakota School of Mines. Just getting started, you know, what's kind of been your, what's been going on this summer, you know, what have you been up to? Obviously, you're starting to get busy now, but have you been able to kind of take some time to yourself and relax a little bit? Yeah, you know, I've been busy, obviously, you know, kind of the month of June has been heavily involved with going to camps and getting out of camps and seeing kids, and then July kind of slows down for us a little bit, so I've been able to get to, I've been to a couple family functions, and then my wife and I have been getting ready for this baby that's coming in October, so, um, you know, just kind of doing things around the house to get ready for that, and um, so it's been a busy, kind of a busy summer for me, you know, just getting ready for those things and spending as much time with my wife and, and my dog um, before we we uh, enter parenthood, so, um, which we're very excited about, and, and that's kind of what we've been up to this summer. Yeah, congratulations on that. I can't even imagine how busy it's going to be to be a football coach with a new baby. (laughs) Right in the middle of the season, they always say us coaches, you know, planning, trying to plan a family and... And here it is, middle of October is the due date and right in the heart of the football season. So great job out of us, I know. <laughs> well, uh, just getting into it, uh, you kind of, you grew up right outside of Des Moines. What was it kind of like growing up there? What was your family life like? Yeah, I guess, you know, for me, I've kind of, uh, you know, I call West Des Moines home. Um, but really, I've, I've spent time in... Um, Kearney, Nebraska, and then I spent a, a good chunk of uh, kind of my early life and up until my sophomore year. Um, after my sophomore year, I moved to West Des Moines and finished up in West Des Moines. So I've kind of moved a little bit. Um, you know, my brother, I got two older brothers. One is in uh, Pennsylvania still, uh, while the, the other one is currently in Lincoln, Nebraska. And then, uh, my mom still lives in West Des Moines, and my dad lives in Lincoln, so um, I've kind of got family a little bit all over the place, um, you know, and, and so it, it makes it, you know, fun at times because you're, you're able to travel and, and see them, and uh, for me, it, you know, that's kind of, we're a big family-oriented family, and so um, growing up, 
you know, I spent a lot of time on the baseball field, so um, I wasn't able to get back to Nebraska where most of our family is now currently because um, I was playing so much baseball at the time. And so uh, we spent a lot more time out on the East Coast. Um, you know, I traveled up and down the East Coast playing competitive baseball since um, I can really five, six, seven, eight years old. Um, and so for me, uh, being back in the Midwest, it's really been, I've really been able to, you know, kind of re re-catch up with family and, and spend a lot more time with family, which has been awesome. Uh, yeah, you mentioned obviously being a big baseball player, obviously a football player. Any other sports you played, you know, you were involved in at an early age? Yeah, you know, anything that was outside, I really did. Um, or in the wintertime, I would play, you know, basketball to kind of stay in shape up until eighth grade. Um, but for me, uh, what, what's kind of funny is I never imagined – that I would be a football coach or want to play college football. I was always on the path to play um, college baseball, and I wanted to. I love baseball. F baseball is actually my first love. Um, so it's kind of funny how it, you know after I moved to to Iowa, I kind of started to grow into my body a little bit more, um, and so that was it. That is when I started kind of flipping the switch and and started realizing uh, maybe football's the, the deal for me, but um, I still played baseball up and through high school, um, and I was actually, you know, I, I tried to play in my junior college, uh, do both football and baseball. I, I just couldn't get it done. I couldn't convince the coaches it was worth it, um, but no, I, I still love baseball. I try and, um, you know, Rapid City's a big baseball town, so I try and get out, and some of the other coaches on staff, I try and get out and watch their kids. Um, or if we're just hanging out with some of them, you know, I'll try and – I still have my gloves, so I'll get out there and play catch. Or, you know, if I see some of my cousins that play, I still get out there and throw throw the ball a little bit. So I try and stay involved with it um, because, it, you know, it was such a big part of me growing up um, that makes it, you know, what makes it fun. Sure, and yeah, you obviously had some success in high school, kind of both ways. You were a first-team All-State, All-Region, All-Conference guy in football, second-team All-State in baseball. What was it kind of like, you know, what are some of those memories, and what was it like to have that kind of success? Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, I, I just love the nature of competition. Um, if you ask my wife, if we go out in mini-golf, I want to win. Um, and, you know, I, I was blessed to – to be a, a good athlete and and get out there and and have success in both and um, you know so I have a lot of fond memories you know in both sports and and really it comes down to you know being you go you go from you know high school where you're kind of I was all state in football and then you know go to flip over to baseball and I was second team all state my senior year um, so I had a lot of success and then I go to junior college and and, and again I was an all-conference junior college kid um, but for me some of the best memories are just the friendships that I was able to create um, but probably one of my fondest is probably I would have to say you know going from high school football where my senior year we were able to win a state championship and go undefeated um, and then I roll into 
uh, Iowa Western Junior College, and I and I was lucky enough to be part of a national championship team and be undefeated there the following year. So for two years, um, I was really undefeated in football, and that that right there was a, a great memory. And then I got some on the baseball field. Um, you know, I was able to um, hit some home runs, and so I was a big home run hitter. And so my senior year, I was able to to lead the state in home runs. Um, which is a great memory, and I and I did it by hitting one out uh, in the state quarterfinals at a Triple A uh, ball field in in Des Moines, where the Iowa Cubs play. So, um, you know, those are just some of the memories that I've created um, throughout that journey, and you know, and I'm still able, you know, the the, the head coach there is still the head coach that I played for. Um, so going back. Um, you know, just he's asked me a couple times to speak if I'm in town and talk to the guys just about things. So, um, you know, just trying to leave a a lasting image in the short short two years I was there because I was really only at Valley High School for two years and um, a lot of great memories there. Um, it's where I met my wife and my now wife um, going into our junior year. So, you know, a lot of a lot of really good memories from back home that I I enjoy. Um, and I try and, you know, get, get in the school. It's kind of funny now. I, I actually recruit the, the Metro, uh, the Des Moines Metro. So I'm back in the school more. And, and so kind of walking through the halls and seeing a bunch of teachers that I know is kind of funny. Um, just being able to, to reconnect with them, um, you know, going to school so far away from home, uh, in, in college, um, I wasn't able to get home as much. And then I, essentially jumped right into coaching so now to be able to go back and see familiar faces still it's a good time yeah you kind of mentioned iowa western for people who maybe aren't familiar with the juco route they are a powerhouse in football maybe if not the best program in the country definitely one of them was that part of what kind of drew you to that program yeah i think for me um i really hit it off with the o-line coach there um, who was also the OC, um, and myself and him uh, really just connected on a personal level. And, and to this day, um, he is one of my biggest mentors in this industry. Uh, we still talk quite frequently. Um, but for me, um, they were just starting out. Uh, so 2009 was their first football season. So no one really um, had a whole lot. They were they were talented, um, and but really what set us apart was that 2012 uh, season where we had a extremely talented team, and we were able to kind of put Iowa Western on a map essentially. Um, and ever since then, it's it, it's been absolutely amazing to see. Just going back there, you know, I started my collegiate playing days there and I started collegiate coaching um, at that same place Um, and so for me that place in my opinion is obviously one of the best in the country if not the best Um, they're going to be a top five program year in and year out the head coach hasn't changed since I've I've been there he's been the the only football coach they've had um, and he does a heck of a job there Uh, coach Strohmeyer does and his staff do really good things and you know when when you win and you can build really nice facilities. They have, they have a lot of support within Council Bluffs in the Omaha area, 
Um, so when you do those things, a lot of good things happen, and, and that's what that place has do, done, and, and they've done a great job of putting in the the money into it to make it what it is today and you know between their football facility and then their indoor facility it's just amazing to see the growth ever since i left every time i go back because again i kind of recruit that western iowa corridor and so that's one of my stopping points um in this recruiting journey is being able to go back there and see that and it's just amazing to see it just keeps getting better and better um, which is awesome to see as a former alumni and, and, and seeing that. And I always, it's kind of funny because I always kind of joke with uh, the head coach there whenever I go back of, you know, him kind of softening up a little bit. Um, back to the playing days when we would practice outside and now they can go inside. I'm just like, I get back and, and I'm like, wow, coach, you've gotten, you've kind of softened up a little bit and just, which is great because it that's part of change right but um just some of those old memories that i have from there are just so funny to to look back and and kind of laugh with them about now it, it, it's a good time yeah and then uh, after iowa western you obviously you played some d1 ball at utah state what was that kind of recruiting process like to utah state and why was that the decision yeah i i guess for me you know it's kind of funny I, I i got recruited my first year out of iowa western and i said you know i just didn't feel at home where i went um on a couple visits and so i i made the determining factor to come back for spring ball and uh into i was planning on going back for the 2013 season um as well uh and i ended up you know that summer utah state came knocking um with a connection from kind of high school, uh, the the uh, tight end coach was at Iowa State when I was at uh, going to Valley, and then he kind of followed me through Iowa Western, um, and then he came in in May, and they started talking, and I ended up going out there on an unofficial visit with my dad, and you know we, I'm a big outdoors guy, I love being outside, I don't like to sit in an office, um, and so I felt at home, and I felt. Um, really that this place was really cool, it was really unique. Um, they were starting to, to change the culture there a little bit. Uh, the head coach was brand new because um, Coach Anderson had just left to go to Wisconsin um, at that time, and so they were in the midst of a kind of a staff change, and, and uh, I was able to meet the old line coach, Coach Weber, um, and I really fell in love. He, You know, he kind of connected on a personal level and and ever since then i i just knew that that was the place that i was going to be um and so i committed and was out there at the end of july um and i kind of redshirted and i played my last three years there um and so you know that recruitment was just it was kind of just out of the blue and i tell everyone um so i was lucky enough to travel to some games as a redshirt um as my redshirt sophomore year where I wasn't playing, I was able to travel to Utah and USC. Well, in the midst of all this, I'm getting messages from some coaches at other places that are, you know, just seeing how, checking in, how the summer is, if I was back at Iowa Western. And so I had to tell them, you know, hey, I'm, I'm no longer at Iowa Western. So it was kind of, you know, it's kind of funny how that I just kind of went under the radar, committed and, and went there. And, uh, and, and the rest is history. It was a, it was a lot of fun.
Yeah, and you kind of alluded to Coach Anderson. He had built a pretty good program at Utah State. I mean, outside of, like, Boise State, Utah State was one of those programs that was pretty much top 25, close to top 25 every year. Even your first year, I think you won 10 games. Yep. So, again, what was that kind of success like, being able to go from Iowa Western and then have another really successful? Yeah, we were – you know, they were in the midst of coming off one of their best years in 2012. Um, they had a big-time win against Utah, and and really um, they had some talented talented players. Um, a lot of people know the guy by the name of Bobby Wagner. Um, he kind of put them on the map. Uh, Coach A did a little bit. And, um, you know, and, and it's funny because Coach A ended up, you know, when I came back as a coach, he was the head coach again. Um, and so he, he bought a house in Logan and he determined that was going to be his retirement house. So he never actually sold his house in Logan. Um, which is funny cause my actual, my old line coach is the one that lived in it while he was gone. And then his boys moved in when I was going to college, um, after my old line coach, the first old line coach had left. So, you know, for us, it was you know, we were always in a dogfight, and, you know, eventually Utah wanted to stop playing us, um, you know, but we had we had some fun with BYU. BYU is always one of our rivalries, and, you know, just reading into it, they, they just dropped us after they're making the announce, after they announced they were going to go to the Big 12. Um, but part of that is because they don't want to play Utah State because, um, you know, those teams like to kind of ease up their – their schedule and they always thought Utah State was one of those teams and and it's no longer that and to be part of kind of that transition um, was a lot of fun and and we 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 had a lot of fun in my four years there you know we were good I was able to go to three three bowl games in my time at Utah State which if you if you don't know much about Division One football, the bowl game is your gift, um, and, and that, that's the most fun time that you'll probably have outside of winning, you know, a conference championship or something like that. But winning a bowl game and and having the opportunity to go to a bowl game because you know the gifts and everything that you get that comes with a uh, bowl game is is just so rewarding um and so it, it shows you a you know all your hard work is paying off and and all that time put together in the weight room and and all the hours that you spend up in the film room um just together is, is what made that that so much fun yeah and you obviously had a lot of individual success too around 40 starts it looks like you started every game you know those three seasons honorable mention all mountain west phil Steele, all mountain west what is it kind of like reflecting on the success you had what does that kind of feel like yeah i think you know for 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 those accolades you know i'm i'm i've never been a guy about personal accolades um i've always been about you know hey i want to have success as a team um, and, and that comes with winning and some of those things. But, you know, for me, it was I, I was able to start three years in a row every game after I redshirted. Um, I was able to play behind a, a an all-conference center um, who ended up he's still playing in the NFL today, um, and I still have a great relationship with him. I still talk to him uh, every, off, every so often. So, um you know it it was fun it, it it's fun to look back on those times and and then there's obviously times where you you um 
kind of question what if this happened this happened you know so there was there was some of that too um that came you know with that but to be successful um at that level and and really have an opportunity um which i know you'll probably hit on after this is just giving your chance yourself a chance to play at the next level um which is all i wanted i wanted an opportunity to play at the next level and and see how far i could take it and then you know i kind of had a plan in the back of my head of what i wanted to do after um those things didn't work out and so um i think you know looking back it's it's awesome you know you'll always cherish those moments and and um being able to to um, look back on those times and laugh with my wife and, you know, one day my kids and, you know, be able to take my kids to a, to a game one time. And, and, uh, that's what, what, what we'll always cherish. Sure. And yeah, you, after you graduated, you did have an opportunity at a couple, was it rookie camps, training yep. camps? Cam- I had a couple shots at, at camps. And so for me, you know, obviously I went to Carolina, I went to New Orleans, um, and, and then it kind of, after that, I was just, you know, I, I got to the point where I was just like, uh, I'm done. Um, it kind of dried up. And so I, I, I knew right away, um, early on in my career, um, that I wanted to get into coaching. And so I said, you know, some people try and keep making it happen. And I said, enough is enough with my body. Um, and I had an opportunity. I had plenty of opportunities. I had two other opportunities after those two camps um, that just didn't work out. And just to say that you've had those opportunities, not very many people get to. And and I'll cherish those forever. Um, it just shows you, you know, how elite you have to be to get to that level and, and be able to stay at that level, right? Um, and and I've had a, a, a number of opportunities to listen to some some guys come back and talk just about what it actually takes and you know some of the one of the my fondest memories um was uh bruce Irwin came and talked to our our team when i was at utah state in 2019 he was in town for a work function and and uh, the last thing he left our players with is you know but don't forget, you're trying to take food off of my table and my family. And I still think about that all the time because it shows you, you know, just how how good you have to be um, just to maintain that and, and do what they do on a day-to-day basis. So, Yeah, and I mean, you kind of mentioned it, one injury in the yep. NFL and you're, you're done. I mean – Somebody's gonna be there to take your spot. Absolutely, and that and that's what it is. You know, it, it, it's a bit. It's truly a business um, at that level, and, and to see that and just go through it, it it was amazing. Just to to be because you know you go to Carolina and there that camp is completely different than than uh, New Orleans, and and just see how different um, you know to be in a. You know, I remember I'm checking in at Carolina, and next thing you know, I see Cam Newton, um, and you're just like, "Holy cow!" Uh, but the ability to to just see some of these guys, you know, I was I was at I had a workout with the Rams, and to see, um, you know, Andrew Whitworth and some of those guys just in that locker room, you just know, um, you know, and, and that just shows you, you know, just 
what you, what you have to do to maintain your body for that long and and nutritionally and all those those things. Yeah, um, you kind of earlier you talked about how baseball was originally your first love. So when you were kind of growing up, were you were did you always want to be a coach, and then it kind of just switched from baseball? To you baseball? know, I didn't know. Um, I didn't know until. You know, I got later in my high school days, um, you know, I moved back to Des Moines. And at that time, my aunt, my aunt, who was a, uh, she was a longtime Division I uh, women's basketball coach. Um, she's actually from just south of here. Um, and so I was able to, to get, and I knew, you know, at a young age, I used to go to her games when she was at UNK. Um as a coach and, and I'd be on the, you know, be right behind the bench. And, and then I moved away and she, she goes off and she goes to all these different places. And then she ends up at Drake university. Um, and that's when I started to think, man, I, I think I want to get into coaching. Um, and you know, I know we have, who's probably your biggest mentor. You know, I probably have a few different mentors. Um, but she's probably one of my biggest ones. She's the one that I can, you know, if I'm having issues or something, you know, she has the head coach. She has the assistant coach. She's done it all. Um, and so she's someone that I can really lean on who's always going to be honest and upfront with me, you know. Um, and, and even getting into coaching, you, you know, she's like – and she's she's now out of it and kind of retired um, now. And so she's she really – you know, talk me through everything when I when I first got into this thing, and and we still talk to this day about different stuff. Um, you know, different issues that may pop up, or you know, and and it was funny because my my wife was we were back in Lincoln and we were at their house playing a card game, and she's like, "Gosh, I can now see why the two of you are related." Um, and we're like, because we we're kind of like two peas in a pod when it comes to you know, the way we think and act and, you know, coaches are like that. Um, and so, you know, um, I really started to realize it as I got to Utah state that this is, this is what I wanted to do forever. And, and, uh, I want to have it other, any other way, honestly. Um, so yeah. Yeah. You kind of brought this up a little bit, but one thing that I've kind of heard from some, from some different coaches is that if you're a good coach, you're a good coach, right? Like if Nick Saban was going to go coach basketball, all of a sudden he'd probably still be a good coach. Yep. Like the X's and O's change, but it's kind of that mentality yep. and co just coaching knowledge. Yep. Um, kind of already talked about what initially brought you into coaching, and then when did you kind of decide that, hey, I can see for the next 10, 20 years, this is going to be what my career is. Yeah, I guess for me, it kind of started, you know, as I got older um, at Utah State and I took more of a leadership role um, as a junior and, and then as a senior and I started having to understand the playbook where I could teach it, right, and teach it to the young guys because coaches are always on the road in the summertime or in May, and so we got to get our – our young guys going um that's when i really started it started to click for me and i just said i'm gonna do this um and, and it's funny because my second online coach um after i graduated and was getting ready for pro day and all that i was kind of on the side helping 
still with the guys in the room running them through drills because his GA had just took a new job. And so for me, um, that's really when it started to click that this was going to be it. Um, and he kind of joked, uh, "Hey, if you don't want to cut, if you don't want to do the NFL stuff, you know, hey, you got a job here with me as a GA." Um, and so I didn't end up. Obviously, I chased the NFL stuff, and and um, and so that's when I just, as soon as that thing kind of dried up and slowed down, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna be done, and I'm gonna start coaching. And that's when I went back to Iowa Western uh, for for one year. Um, and then that's kind of when my journey started, uh, was then. Yeah. What was it kind of like just to be able to transition into coaching and into a familiar spot? Yeah. I think it takes you time, right? Like, I don't think you're ever, you know, being my true first year as a position coach this last year, I don't think you're ever truly ready. Um, and you're going to just like you know, parents, your first child's kind of always a little bit like your guinea pig, right? You're going to learn and now know for, for year two or child two. Um, so, you know, for me, it was still, you know, there's adjustments I had to make from this last year to next year, um, looking back on it. And so I don't think you're ever, you know, you can GA and, but you still have that, that coach that's, that oversees you right and kind of helps you but until you're on your own doing it i think you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of growth your first first couple years within the industry sure and one thing that you know you you didn't have this but a lot of younger coaches kind of have like coach coach gent for example he was a quarterback in college and then he had to learn wide receiver coaching how much, you know, obviously there's still a learning process, but what is it like to just be able to be familiar, to be an O-lineman, and then be able to coach O-lineman? Yeah, I think it's, you know, for me, I knew, I know so much O-line play. Um, you know, I played it, coached it, I've been coaching it. Um, so for me, it, my big thing and my challenge to myself is learning the other positions. Um, because, you know, one day I would hope to be a, a maybe an offensive coordinator um, and move up the kind of the, the ladder amongst there. And so for me, it's just learning more, right? Like I know fronts, I know uh, blitzes and things like that. Where I'm not very good is in the secondary, understanding coverages. So I've really challenged myself these last two, three years of getting to know that stuff and understand how – coverages affect run and things like that and and so for me it's just been it's that's been the fun part is that's the new challenge right is learning those things i got a great grasp of the what what the up front and i don't by no means do i know everything uh in terms of online play but i do i i do try and branch out and learn uh that those other positions and what does that process look like is that you kind of going on your own are the coaches very willing to kind of talk you through stuff ask questions yeah i think you know the more questions you ask the better i mean i tell my guys day one there's you know the only dumb question is the one that you don't ask right like so for me it's just been asking questions why hey why do you do this i don't i don't understand and um uh, you know, I do know a little bit about those plays or positions, but I don't know everything. And so it's just, hey, Coach Jan, what do you think of this? Like, you may tell me to fly kites. That's all right. Um, 
but what do you think? Like, if you do this and he'll, he'll say, yeah, but what if they do that? You know, and it's kind of just that he does that same thing with me. He doesn't, he doesn't know by any means know all about the up front. And so he'll be like, Hey, what do you think of that? And I'll be like, well, this hurts that. And this does that. And so he'll be like, okay, no worries. So it's a lot of just trial and error amongst yourselves. Right. And, and collaborating between the two of you, uh, to get what you want done. Sure. You kind of mentioned you started at Iowa Western, then you moved on to Shattern State, and then went back to Utah State. So what was that kind of process like to go, you know, up to those two different schools and kind of, and then obviously wind up here? Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you know, in this industry, it's it can be crazy at times, especially as a young coach. Uh, you typically move a ton as a young coach until you start to make a name for yourself. Um, so for me, it was just, you know, the opportunity to be able to, to get closer to family going to Shattern. Cause again, my mom went to Shattern state, actually, um, uh, my mom's family and, and their farm is about 30 miles, 30, 40 miles South of Shattern. Um, so for me, it was a great opportunity to get back with, with family that I haven't seen and, and haven't been able to spend a ton of time with. My little cousin and my uncle lived in town too. So uh, my my actually my little cousin his dad lived outside of town, and so my little cousin spent a year living with me. So that was time that I just had never had with my cousin, um, which was a great opportunity for me. And then going back, you know, it was an easy decision uh, when Utah State called and said, "Do you want to come home?" And I I jumped on that opportunity right away. I, I mess around with everyone um, because my wife and I got married uh, July sixth uh, of twenty nineteen. And I always tell everyone a week later we had to be back to start getting ready for camp. So we honeymooned in a in a budget truck, uh, driving all of my wife's stuff back to Utah, um, and that was her first time ever being a, a, away from home that far from home. We were 16 hours from home, um, and so for her there was a lot of tears shed, um, and she was she was. Um, Super excited to obviously branch out and do something new. And I think the hardest thing in this profession as a coach is to be a coach's wife. Um, it's never a fun gig for them. You know, we spend a lot of time doing what we love. Um, and so for her, I think, you know, she is the, the rock of our house to say. Um, and she embraces being a coach's wife like nobody – Nobody can imagine. Um, and so that's been, you know, obviously having a, a supportive wife and what, what I want to do um, has kind of been really, really awesome for me. For sure, yeah. You, I mean, you kind of mentioned it. There's no way we could do this, right, without having supportive wives, supporting families. Yep. Um, what kind of, you know, what initially interested you in South Dakota Mines specifically and why was this the right fit for you? You know, I – so – when I was at Utah State as a player, I actually knew Stacy Collins. Stacy Collins was the head coach here for I don't I don't know how many he was here for six, seven, eight years, and he had he he does nothing but speak highly of this place. Um, you know, if it wasn't for Utah State in 2016 to come knocking, um, he may or may not have 
still been here. Um, and so for him, for for him, it was just validating knowing what Rapid City is and and just how you know this is a lot of like you know Utah just on a smaller scale um, is kind of how I explain it to everyone. And so you know that kind of drew my interest and and what's kind of crazy is I was you know I just I had just gotten done. You know, I was I, I just moved down to Florida. I, I took a job at UCF, and and um, amongst that shuffle, hypo left, and and so there was a lot of you know factors in this in this move, and and I couldn't have been more excited. I love this place. We love Rapid City. Um, we're still half the distance from home uh, that we were in Utah, so that's been awesome. Our families, you know, my family's been able to get up to a ton of games. My wife's family's been out here numerous times, um, and so that's what's been awesome is it's just a short drive for them, you know, uh, across Iowa and up to South Dakota and over here. So um, for us, you know, being able to be closer to home and, and, and that's what really drew us to – you know, you obviously got the academic success, and you know, for me, you know, and, and I think for our staff, for the most part, you know, just the challenge of kind of flipping the culture and, and getting this thing on the right track—that's what what drew, drew us all to this place—is um, just those things because you know we love challenges. I mean, we're coaches, we're we're ex-players, so so we love those challenges and 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 just those things. Yeah, and there's, you know, you kind of mentioned flipping the culture. It's not just, uh, it's also just, you know, becoming a winning program. Yep. There's a lot of winners on this coaching staff. Yep. Obviously, Coach Floor was one, maybe one of 15 years with one of, most, one of the most successful D2 programs in the country. So what are you kind of happy with so far and what you've seen? You know, in your first year, and then what are you kind of looking to do? Yeah, I think, I think we've got a lot of, you know, we've done a good job of instilling the culture and, and the kids buy-in factor, right? I think the kids have bought in, um, to that. And, and, um, you know, I think that's what really has been the, the determining factor is just a belief to win what it takes to win, I think is still the next step that we, you know, there's still some things that we can get done there. Um, just understanding what it takes to win and how, you know, to how to play with leads and some of those things that, you know, at times last year we maybe didn't do the best at um, because they're just unfamiliar with those situations. Maybe they haven't been in a ton of those situations. So now that we're in that, um, I think that's going to be the biggest growth for this team and, and, and this this crew coming up is we got a lot of returners um, and that's really exciting as a coach you sit there and, and you look at how many guys we have coming back um, that played meaningful snaps a year ago um, I think that's what's the most exciting thing is there's going to be some you know great things to happen um, and they just got to keep believing and, and, and go out there and get it done um, and we're starting to see more the leadership qualities and, and more guys stepping up to the plate, um, doing more things on their own and, and doing a lot of the things that it's going to take to get that thing back to being a winning culture. Sure. Sure. O-line's a little bit different, at least to the average person who isn't super familiar with football, where it's pretty easy to tell if a quarterback play is improving. It's pretty easy to tell if a running back is improving. What is... You know what does it look? What did last year look like? What are what are some of the positives and negatives? Yeah. And what does that 
growth look like for this? I year? think I think you know they took a big step forward. Um, you know, I know I came in and changed a couple things, and you know, every coach is different, right? And and you can't be someone you're not in this industry. Um, and so for our guys, they they took a big step forward. Um, they did. I challenged them to do. You know, hey, be com- be comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Um, and so just doing new things, being open to new opportunities and different things that, you know, that I was going to change. Um, and, and they've done, they ran with it and they did a great job. We have, we have a lot of good older guys, um, that have really bought in and, and done that. And so for us, it's just continuing to prove on, improve on those and, and prove the worth in this league. Um, this is a very good league. This isn't my, this last year wasn't my first year in this league. I've been in this league before, um, and so I know what this place can be, and, and and those guys are are doing that. They're making those changes, um, and they're doing a fantastic job. And I think, you know, it, it doesn't always show. Um, you know, like you said, it's easy to see the growth, but there has been a lot of growth. Um, just talking to some, you know, maybe a parent or somebody that's been a bystander just came to watch games, you know, just hearing them validate that by saying, you know, hey, this team, is, these O-line is getting better. And, and just some of those things makes you, as a coach, know you're on the right track. Sure. Uh, that just about wraps us up. Um, season's coming close, obviously. You start uh, spring or summer practice next week. First game, September 1st. Home game September tenth. What are you most looking forward to? Yeah, you know, going into summer and then the I season? think I think we're just excited about the season. The guys that we have coming back, this team, um, we're just excited to see the growth from year one to, or year two, really, to year three. Um, you know, I kind of say COVID year was kind of you know playing four games. That was great for them, um, but going into this year, year two. Really, year year two and a half, we'll call it, with this staff. I think I think we'll see a lot of growth, um, and, and that's what I think we're just excited for is just um, those opportunities and these kids to come in and compete their tails off and and do all that fun stuff. All right, thank you so much for joining us today, Austin. Thanks. Good luck this season. I'm Josh Van Bulkenberg Gernert signing off. Thank you for listening to The Hard Rocker Huddle with host Josh Van Volkenberg-Gernert. Follow on Apple and Spotify.